Today's topic is, I was going to say brought to you by the community at Beyond Measure. And I, I suppose it is in essence, but it was, it was determined by the community and Beyond Measure who have tuned into the live episodes. And if you've not heard me talk about this in previous episodes, I switched over to recording live in Beyond Measure so that I could have the wonderful benefits of interaction with listeners in real time who get to share things with, with me, get to connect with one another, and also get to determine the uh, flow of the podcast. And that brings me great joy. That's, that's something I, I've wanted for a long time and hadn't fully landed on until until recently. And today's topic is something that is uncomfortable for a, a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. And I want to start off with a trigger warning because I'm going to be talking about weight. I'm going to be talking about weight gain and weight loss. I'm going to be talking about choosing to change your lifestyle, your diet, to shift the way that your body looks and feels. And I address this subject very mindfully because I have a history of disordered eating and I've gone to therapy for it. I've worked hard on it, but it's still a challenge in my life. And so anytime I, anytime my body changes in a significant way, whether my weight's going up or coming down, whether the appearance of it, like it's constantly changing, honestly. But anytime there's like a big noticeable difference, I try to tune in and ask myself, what's going on? Why? How am I feeling about it? And that's really what I'm going to be exploring today. But I, it's hard to talk about this. It's hard because everybody has a different relationship with their body. And we also have a lot of societal messaging. That's one of the big things that I've been working on is mindful of when it's the external impacting me versus the internal. And sometimes that's even challenging to decipher, especially with a history of disordered eating like I have. I think it's a lifelong battle, even when you may like in my case feel like I recovered from it. And I put this in quotations because my behavior changed, but my mentality is still in some senses the way it was 20 plus years ago when I was in the, the highest point of that disordered eating. I also try to be mindful. I don't really like the term eating disorder for myself, I choose disordered eating because I, when I was going through that time in my life, I never really got diagnosed with it. Like I certainly had behavior, a classic behavior of binging and purging, much more on the purging side. That's when I knew it was a problem. That's when I sought help. That was the first time I, I had therapy. I talked to doctors about it. I worked through a lot of it and it still comes up in therapy all these years later. And it's an interesting thing to mix with diet culture in which many of us feel the pressure to 
look a certain way, for our bodies to be a certain size and shape. And it's really hard to untether ourselves from that. So I want to acknowledge all of this. I want to preface the subject matter in case you are somebody who doesn't want to hear about this in case this is triggering for you. I also have a number of resources I can provide and put in the resource section of the show notes for this. Well, actually, <laughs> take that back. The show notes are a little bit different for these Monday episodes than the Friday guest episodes because, um, as I explained several weeks ago, I no longer have the support of the team to edit these episodes and, and write up the show notes like I used to. Um but I'll put in the description, there'll be a little description underneath the podcast player with some links to some great books that I've read. Um, I've read a lot about intuitive eating, for example, which was really helpful for me in, in thinking through the way that I eat and why understanding diet culture. I just recently finished listening to the audiobook of Your Body is Not an Apology and lovely book that was recommended by my therapist. So good that I want to either listen to it again or read read the written version of it to really take it in. That book also talks about different types of discrimination with body too. It's not just weight. I mean, there's so much discrimination that and, and um, judgment and obstacles that we face with our bodies. There's I think weight is very prevalent. There's also our skin color. There's our age. There's gender. There is, I mean, those are the top that come to mind. There's also like clothing style and there's whether you wear makeup or not, you know, like if you dye your hair, like all of these things. And that was also at the core of my desire to start the Beyond Measure community is I I wanted to interact with people who could look beyond those measurements or do their best to. I think it's really hard to fully do that in our society because so many of us have been conditioned to pay attention to those elements of ourselves and to other people. But I think we can work on it. I think we can strive to love and accept ourselves and love and accept other people regardless of their appearance. And we can also make the choice to change and have the agency to develop the confidence and do the work to determine when we want to make a change while understanding our best why. So that's what I'm going to talk about a bit today. I mentioned probably a month or two ago on, on the show how I was thinking through my other podcast, This Hits the Spot, which I, I really wanted to relaunch as season two at the beginning of this year in 2023. For a little background, I started the show, This Hits the Spot, with my former co-host, Jason. It was initially a private podcast that only Patreon subscribers could listen to. I think, right? Or or you had to give us your email address to listen to it. it. It was basically, you had to access this podcast. And it wasn't really worth all of that work. And I don't think it was enough of a benefit for supporters and newsletter subscribers. So it kind of like faded away over time. 
Um, but I still have an interest in doing that show. I really enjoy talking about products. So I've been wanting to bring that show back. And I mentioned on this show several weeks ago that what's getting in my way is feeling really uncomfortable with my appearance. I have gained weight. Um, I actually did not realize how much weight I had gained. I thought it was a little in my head. <laughs> Even though I could tell I felt physically uncomfortable and also felt uncomfortable with my appearance, I wondered, was it, was it like the old stories in my head convincing me of something that wasn't true? Like I, I really thought it was in my head. Well, about a week ago, I decided to step onto a scale for the first time in probably a year, year and a half, I think, maybe two years. Like, it's been a while. I don't weigh myself regularly. In fact, even when I go to the doctor, I ask the doctor not to weigh me because I don't want to know the number. In fact, I think it was in 2021, I really made a conscious decision of that because I did go to the doctor. It was July, 2021. I remember it now. It was a little scarring. I went to have a regular doctor's visit checkup. They put me on the scale and I was like, yeah, no problem. And then I saw the number and I really freaked out because it was higher than I thought it was going to be. And I spiraled. I started to panic. I, I, you know, all of this old, all these old thoughts came up for me and I started to make some changes and I, I think it worked a little. I didn't continue to weigh myself. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I did. That doesn't matter as much. Right. But I just remember it, it feeling really challenging for me. So ever since that time, when again, it's been almost two years, I guess, um, I tried not to look at my weight, even when I went to the doctor. Well, I changed my mind. And this is part of the story of today's episode, too, is that life is generally not rigid. We fluctuate naturally. We change our minds. We want different things. We evolve. And I decided that I was ready to step on the scale again. And I'm going to laugh a little at this just because I do find some humor in challenging things, but it might've been the highest number I've ever seen on the scale for myself. I mean, I weighed at least 10 pounds more than I thought I did. And that's okay. First and foremost, the scale is a very limited number. As I said, I don't want to measure myself based on metrics that goes against the core of things for me. But when I saw that number, what it represented for me was that my body had changed a lot in two years, definitely changed a lot in three years. Um, and I am not comfortable maintaining those changes. It's not a direction I want to continue in. And it validated a lot of the feelings I was having uh, comfort-wise around my body. I realized it wasn't all in my head, that I, I had gained weight significantly. And 
I wanted to change that so that I could feel more comfortable in my body. Now, even as those words come out of my mouth, there's part of me that goes, I hope this is the right choice for me. I have talked to my therapist about it. Um, So I have kind of my security there, like knowing that my incredible therapist is aware of the choices that I'm making and my reasoning behind it. And I think that's an important thing to do. A big advocate for having a medical professional in your life when you're before or during a change to have someone that's aware of what you're doing and also someone to reflect with and and guide you through things. But I also did a lot of internal searching as I reflected on it. It wasn't just that number. I had already, I should, I should clarify something important that I had already decided to make a change before I saw that number. Uh, I guess it was probably two or three weeks into the changes that have been mostly dietary for me um, before I stepped on the scale. So I was going about my changes regardless of the number, but the number kind of validated metric wise what I was feeling. And I think sometimes that that's helpful to realize like I'm not making this up because for my body, I, the, the weight kind of distributes in all different parts. As I mentioned, I think if, you know, whenever that was that I, I did the episode, maybe it was in January of this year where I was talking about this hits the spot. I, I actually feel uncomfortable around the way my face looks right now. My face tends to get puffy. My, my neck does like it. I don't, it, my, I get weight in my face and my neck and I don't like looking at that personally. Um, there's an emotional work there, but I thought if I could reduce some of that inflammation and puffiness, it would be more comfortable for me to show up in my work. That was one aim, but also the extra weight on my body shows up in really uncomfortable areas, um, especially on my back. So I can feel like my back feels, I'm trying to use really neutral words here, but um, there's like rolls of skin. And if you didn't know this about me, I take a long walk every day. It's part of my mental health care and my physical care. I find it very uncomfortable when I'm taking a walk and I can feel my skin rubbing against each other. My thighs have always rubbed up. I don't think I've ever had a quote thigh gap or And I don't even know how many people actually have a thigh gap or is that just some weird diet culture (laughs) goal? Um, But I would prefer if they didn't rub together because the sensation of my thighs rubbing together is very unpleasant. Uh, It drives me absolutely nuts. But that to me, I'm like not expecting to change. But I know based on the history of, of shifting the way that I eat and the way that I move my body, that my back weight will go away. That's actually one of the first places. The biggest trigger before the scale for me in determining that I was ready to make some changes was about a month ago, I went to a a dinner and I wanted to dress up a little. Normally, as you may see, if you watch live, if you watch any of my videos, I'm very casual. I don't wear a lot of makeup don't do my hair. I'm usually wearing a t-shirt 
and really comfortable pants, like stretchy workout pants or pajamas or something. So getting ready to go out somewhere, I usually will wear jeans or a nice dress or something completely different that I'm not comfortable in. So it's already uncomfortable to begin with. <laughs> but that night I took a shirt that I felt like I would look good in and, and a pair of jeans that are, I don't know, maybe a year and a half year old. Try not to buy clothes very often. So, um, especially jeans. I hate jean shopping. <laughs> Can anyone else relate to that? There's something about trying on jeans. That's clothes in general. I do not like trying them on. Uh, and I also think from a financial environmental angle, like I would prefer to not buy clothes very often. So I have this pair of jeans that I've felt good in for the past year and a half, but don't wear very often. And I put on the pair of jeans to go out to dinner and they barely fit. I was shocked, truly, because I've been taking 30 to 60 minute walks every single day for like four months now. And I thought, wow, like I must be making some progress, like with my legs at least, like, but the jeans were so tight around my legs. And then they're high-waisted jeans, which I feel more comfortable in. And they were really tight around my stomach and my hips. And I was so upset, like just internally upset. Like I I was not feeling like people were going to notice, but I noticed. And in addition to them not fitting well, that was the only option I had based on how I had planned out the day. And I was miserable during dinner because my pants didn't fit well. You know, like you're eating food and sometimes getting more bloated as you eat. And then the pants are just getting tighter and tighter. It was awful. And I just thought, that's it. I want to fit into these jeans again. <laughs> like that's my, it's not about the scale number. It's that I just want to fit in the jeans or to fit into some clothes that feel good. Like it was just noticing how there were too many things happening in my life. And so a month ago, I changed up my diet and I use the word diet very lightly. I actually prefer to say I changed up the way that I'm eating. The way of eating that's felt best to me since I tried it out about five years ago is a low carbohydrate plant-based diet, also known as vegan keto, which is the uh, subject matter of the cookbook I put out in 2020. And it's something I've studied and really find benefit in. So I thought, I'm going to try out keto again. If you heard me talk about this in the past few months on that episode, I keep referencing. Um, I mentioned how I didn't want to do keto again back that two months ago. I was like, no way. Like, I want to eat potatoes. I want to eat rice. And I, I do enjoy potatoes and rice. But honestly, the potatoes and rice, which were big parts of the way I've been eating for the last few years, um, something was not working in the way that I was eating and working in the sense, getting me the results that feel good for me. And I have no problem with rice or potatoes or high carb foods 
ethically, morally, absolutely. They are great nutritiously. They've got a lot of benefits. I was eating a lot of potato chips though. (laughs) And I was eating a lot of sugar. And I kept thinking about how good I felt when I ate a lower carb diet. So that's what I started doing a month ago. And I'm excited to share that I feel amazing. It's interesting because unlike when I tried this for the first time in 2018, it seems like my body is changing very, very slowly. I've been using the scale just to monitor changes. I personally don't want to use like a tape, a measuring tape. That That's something that uh, is recommended for some people who are trying to change their body in some ways. You can get their like uh, fabric tape and you can measure various parts of your body. I'm just pointing to my arm, but you can measure your waist and you can notice our like, is, is your body changing shape? That's one option. The other one is to just try on clothes and see how you fit in them. And ideally, if I can fit in comfortably into those jeans again, I'd be thrilled. But I don't like putting on jeans. So I'm not going to try on my jeans every day. That sounds like torture. I did try them on maybe sometime in the last week. And I think they're getting a little bit more comfortable. But for me, the, the the easiest thing for me to do mentally and emotionally is to just step on the scale, even though it comes with a lot of fear of a number. However, actually, in this real time, I just remembered that my scale is pretty neat. It's a Bluetooth scale. If anyone is curious and you want to buy a scale, although <laughs> I caution you because of the mental health side of scales. Um, my scale is cool because it is Bluetooth and syncs with my phone. So it shows me all the data. I can go back and see my whole history and like the curves and the ups and downs and try to understand like what was working and feeling good at some point versus what were some changes I made. Like that data is really helpful for me. You can also track through various apps and plug in what you're eating and how you're moving your body. And you can start to kind of piece it all together. The other cool thing that my scale does is it allows you to turn off the number and just see a plus or minus. So it'll say like you gained a little bit or lost a little bit. And I've thought about switching it over to that mode because that ultimately brings me closer to just monitoring the progress versus looking at a number. So I want to share that for anyone else who's afraid of a scale or uncomfortable with a scale um, or not interested in using the scale. There are some options out there. But for me, I just, I think it's, it's just like, I feel mentally, emotionally stable enough to step on the scale and not be attached to the number and just say, oh, okay, I am getting closer to fitting into the genes. Like that's basically what those numbers, and I don't even have a number in mind too. I think that's been really helpful for me. I'm not trying to get, like, I don't have a goal weight or number except a loose one. Cause I remember what it felt like at a certain body weight. Uh, most of my clothes I bought around that body weight. Um, and that was an interesting part of this too, was that it felt easier for me to shift my diet to one that feels really good to me overall than to buy 
new clothes. <laughs> I did buy new clothes yesterday because right now I recognize that it's going to take a while. This is something else I had talked about several episodes ago. Sustainable or, well, I don't even know if the word sustainable is great here, but what is often referenced as sustainable and healthy weight loss takes months on when you make a, a substantial change in your life, it's common for your, the body to lose between one to two pounds a week if you're aiming towards weight loss. And if you've put on a lot of weight like I have, it takes time. And I'm currently struggling with that a little. I feel an eagerness and an impatience given that it's been about a month that I've changed my diet and it's very, very slow progress. But that only is frustrating to me in this present moment. What feels good is knowing that I made a change that has felt good for a month. I'm not crash dieting. In fact, I'm eating a lot less unprocessed food than I was before. I'm eating foods that work better for my gut. I'm eating like, for example, every lunch I have this amazing salad. And if anyone wants to know what exactly I eat, happy to tell you. But the salad is a key part of my day. I'm drinking a ton of water. I've really prioritized my sleep too. Making these shifts give me a gave me a different framework for or like motivation or something for moving my body every day. Even though, like I mentioned, I've been taking my long walks for about three months now. I feel a little bit better about it. And a huge benefit to the dietary changes I made is a reduced inflammation. That's a, a big benefit of the keto diet beyond weight loss, which I'm always looking at. Like weight loss to me, even though right now I want to fit into my jeans, right? So weight loss is part of the goal. Um, and I'll go back to clothing. I, I, I pa I'll pause there for now. But um, I'm trying to look at all the other benefits of the way that I'm eating beyond the weight because that is sustainable for me. I don't want to live my life eating for maintaining my weight. And that's why I tread this area very cautiously. That's why I lean towards intuitive eating. And my good friend, Liz, who wrote a book that's across the room, otherwise I would hold it up for you. She was on the podcast in, I think early 2022, after she came out with her second book, Plant Forward Keto. And she does a beautiful job of talking about a plant-based version of the keto diet and an intuitive way of eating. And that's what I'm trying to do right now is how do I eat so that I feel nourished, but also get the benefits of it. And going back to my daily walks, for months, I was experiencing a lot of leg and leg pain and like pains in my glutes, my lower back daily. I would try to stretch through it. I was trying to do different versions of massages. I was taking baths and Epsom salts and magnesium, like doing all sorts of stuff to manage that pain. I'm assuming, because I don't know what else would have caused this, that 
doing a low carb diet by decreasing the inflammation got rid of all that pain. It was like, for me, I'm not saying this is a magic solution, but for me, that was a profound difference. Now my walks are more enjoyable. Now I feel just more in tune. I'm not weighed down by some of the processed foods that I was eating. I also don't think I do that well on a high carbohydrate diet or even a moderate carbohydrate diet. I feel really good. Keto has, in my experience, vegan keto diet has helped me feel more energized and focused. Like it, it is studied to have these benefits. I'm also trying to read more studies, like um, scientific studies around the diet and not look at the anecdotal evidence. I'm also not trying to participate in that. My aim here today is not to advocate for the keto diet. I'm just saying that it has worked really well for me, but I think it's so important for each of us to figure out what works well for them. Earlier today, I was talking to someone who thrives on a high carb diet. You know, I've tried that too, and it just didn't feel as good. So going back to the clothes, since that's been a big theme, uh, I went clothes shopping yesterday and I bought a new pair of jeans that I fit into right now. And that was an interesting decision for me because like I said, I don't like jean shopping. So yesterday was pretty dreadful. Tried on at least 10 pairs of pants, not what I want to spend my time doing, <laughs> but I, I am traveling soon and I've got a big event coming up and I wanted to have a pair of jeans. I, I like wearing jeans in certain environments. And right now I don't have any, or before yesterday, I didn't have any jeans that I fit into. So I went out and bought a new pair because it was time sensitive. Um, and I felt really conflicted. The company, I, I, I wanted to buy something affordable. I, you know, I didn't want to spend like $100 on a pair of jeans. Um, I got a really affordable pair that happened to be fairly eco-friendly and comfortable and stretchy. And like, I was like, okay, these aren't my favorite jeans, but I'll donate them <laughs> when I'm done with them or keep them around because my weight may come back up to this place. I think that's another important thing I've realized. Um, in my reading, especially around intuitive eating, the research shows that most diets are not sustainable. And that was part of the reason it was hard for me to shift back into eating a low carb diet. Cause I don't know if I'll want to eat low carb forever. The last time I ate on a vegan keto diet, I was really committed to it for a year. That felt like a long time. Um, and so I stopped eating strictly vegan keto, I think in August, 2019, and I'm recording this in March, 2023. So the weight crept up ever since then. Um, and I expected that cause I've, I've read a lot about that. That's very common. And it was hard for me to make a change cause I thought, well, I, I might make a change and temporarily change my body, but it'll probably come right back to this place. And I wondered, should I just get comfortable with the way my body is now versus trying to change it? But I spent a lot of time reflecting on it and I, I wasn't able to get to that place of comfort. It was, just, it was causing me distress every day because every day when I would take those walks and feel the way my back felt, I felt uncomfortable, physically uncomfortable. 
those moments of not being able to fit into clothes and having to go to the store and buy new clothes. I resisted it. I mean, it took me a whole month to go to the store yesterday. <laughs> it was a month after that jeans incident I mentioned because I was dreading it and didn't want to do it. And I don't want to live my life in a place of dread and discomfort every day physically. So it was a lot of contemplation. Um, and, you know, I found a way to make clothes shopping a little bit more fun. And I thought, okay, these, these are clothes that fit me right now. And that's what's most important. These are clothes that I feel comfortable in and that I can wear out and not feel shame because they're too tight or worry about it. You know, I bought clothes that suit me right now and they may suit me again in the future. But as I've been honest, this whole episode, I'm really hoping to fit back into my old favorite jeans. And they're not that far away. Like it's, I mean, I'm so close. <laughs> it was like, you know, I don't want to put it into measurements or inches or, or, you know, weight or inches or something, but like I'm close. It's not like I'm, it was 20 years ago, jeans. <laughs> I do have some clothes from 20 years ago and, and I don't fit into them whatsoever. And I haven't in many years, you know, I think most of us can relate our bodies as we age naturally go through these changes. Um, and I think that's part of the realization too. Um, when we're no, you know, what we look like as kids, as teenagers, as, you know, vastly different from what we look like as adults and our hormones change and our lifestyles change and our preferences change, all sorts of changes happening. And what I'm trying to do right now is to tune in to what serves me best, do it in a way that's very conscientious of myself and others. I mostly want to keep what I'm doing to myself, I've, I, a big realization I had is that I, I don't want to talk that much about weight beyond this episode. I kind of felt like I'm going to do this episode and move on from this. I want to be transparent with you. Maybe I'll check, you, you know, share check-ins. Part of the reason I'm doing this episode too, is if I continue on with the changes I've made, it's likely that my body will look different in a few months. And you may notice it if you're watching the videos. And I want to be honest. I want to share what I did and how I did it and how long it took and not make it seem like something I'm hiding from you or something that I might have done. And I don't want other people to aspire to something without know the details of all of it. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to draw a lot of attention to it. And, and one fear I have right now is the fear of people complimenting me if and when I do lose weight and I look different. Right now, I feel insecure. Like, I feel secure enough to be on camera for my recordings, but, like, I, it's really hard for me, like, where my body is at. Um, and yet i'm really nervous about having the experience i had in 2018 and 2019 after i lost weight on on the keto diet um people complimented me and this one woman did it in a way that really didn't feel good she had seen me when my weight was the highest in 2018 around the way way i am right now um, 
And then she saw me six to nine months later, I would guess, when my weight significantly dropped and she reacted in this insane way. She was like, oh my God, I almost didn't recognize you. And those words burned into my mind because I didn't feel good. I think our society praises people for losing weight, but I don't want to see that as an accomplishment. I don't want my weight to determine whether someone recognizes me or not. And those words had the opposite effect on me all these years later, because when I go through periods of body shame, when I go through times of not feeling good or confident in my body, I will think back to that and think, wow, if she saw me today, would she think I was unrecognizable again? Like, that's sad. I don't, I just don't want to be recognized based on my weight. And that's why I wanted to talk through this really openly on the show and say that the changes I'm making are for me. The changes I'm making are my own. They're unique to me. They have no bearing on whether you should lose weight or change your body or gain weight. You know, sometimes it's the opposite. You do not need to change. I know I do not need to change, but I'm choosing to change and there's a difference. I don't want my weight to determine my value. I don't want it to be a measurement of my worth. It's a hard thing to shift in my brain because I grew up thinking that my weight was connected to my worth and my value and my beauty. I still to this day feel less attractive when I'm at a higher weight and I would love to no longer think that way. Those are things I process in therapy with a professional. But they're there right now and I'm committed to bringing you along the journey with transparency and vulnerability and as much clarity as I have each moment. So thank you for listening. I hope that this episode has either felt neutral to you or positive. If it feels at all negative, let's talk about it. This is one of the reasons I do the show live. So you can come join me in a live episode by joining the Beyond Measure community for free. There are people watching and listening live right now. Uh, one of them who I'll keep their name private just in case because the sense of subject said earlier, I can completely relate with all you said about eating disorder and how the mental slash emotional aspects can still stick around even when you are, quote, better in other terms. And the same person also commented about the book, Your Body is Not an Apology. They said that they've read it too, and it was fantastic. It's so much more about body size. Yes. And that's why I want to read or listen to that book again. Like I feel like that type of information is so foreign to me and many people in our society that we need to, or we benefit from hearing it over and over again. So let's talk about it. Like I'm here to hold space for you just as much as you're holding space for me. I want to talk about these hard things, these taboo things. Our society often praises people for losing weight, but is the opposite true where we're what's the opposite of praise? Are we, are we judged? Are we shamed for gaining weight? I think a lot of us shame ourselves. I certainly do. And that's a, it's a lot of work for me. It's been 20 years of trying to work through the disordered eating 
and the emotional lens over 20 years. Cause it didn't just start and stop. <laughs> I was really struggling with that. Um, since I was a little kid, cause I got the message that it wasn't okay to be a certain size or to look a certain way. It wasn't okay to have a round belly. And let me tell you one thing I'm grateful for having gone through all different body and food experiments is I've never had a flat stomach. I've had a flatter stomach, but never flat. I've never had, you know, ripped abs or whatever. Like there's a lot of things that I have accepted. I will never achieve and I'm okay with it. Just like I was saying with my thighs, like I would be shocked if my thighs at one point did not rub together. I, I, I guess that's just part of how many women or uh, people in general, um, their bodies work and that's okay. I'm not going to try to change stuff like that. <laughs> so it's a complex subject matter. Thanks for those of you who have listened live. Uh, thanks for those that have been listening to the podcast. And I just want you to know that I'm here and learning and experimenting and committed to doing things that are in the best of each of our well-being. And that's not always easy. If you want to know specifics about my experience, like I said, what I'm eating, I don't want to focus on that, but I'm happy to share because I feel thrilled. <laughs> you know, like the salad, like eating, a, I've been eating big salads for lunch for off and on for years, but now it's just like, I look forward to them. They're so nourishing. I'm getting all this fiber. My whole body has benefited the hydration. Like it changed my sleep. I told the body pains, like I can go on and on all of these great ripple effects that I think even if you don't want to lose weight or change the way your body looks or feels, maybe just making some shifts in your lifestyle can have a ripple effect well beyond that. And that's what I'm aiming for in this long term. So happy to open that up. If you ever have questions, you can message me privately. My preferred communication is through Beyond Measure in the messaging section. So anytime you want to talk, send me a message. I'll get back to you as soon as possible. And if you do not want to join Beyond Measure, if that's not of interest of you, you can email me. Just know email is kind of the bane of my existence. <laughs> Man, is it hard. I go through phases a few times a year where I can manage my email well. And then I'm not in one right now. I am, even with the help of an amazing assistant, can barely make it through my email. So you are welcome to use that. And, and I'm still off social media. Speaking of going strong and big changes, I've been off social media for months now. And wow, does that feel good. So reaching me on social media is, is uh, not probably going to happen. Maybe in the future I can get to it. But um, yeah, beyond measure is my preference. I would love to talk to you live, communicate with you in the chat, have you part of it. All the details are linked in the description. And thank you to those that are already in Beyond Measure that have been listening today. I really appreciate you being here.